Welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we share first-gen tips for navigating college and beyond. I'm your host, Yutunde, and with me is my co-host, Emmanuel. Hey, Yutunde. How's your day going? Oh, it's going good. I braved Costco today, so. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am, oh ready to talk about our topic. So uh, what are we talking about today? <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, we record usually on the weekends, y'all, so if you're like, but this is Thursday at 3, it's not bad. No, it is because it's like on the weekend, and that is, oh my gosh, that's a feat in itself, so... Uh, today we're going to talk about managing those expectations because you probably thought uh, last week we talked about that, but we're going to put a parent lens on it. So we're hoping for like this to be a parent episode. So we're hoping if there's any parents that are out there listening, we want to we want to reach out to you. And, mm. you know, and, you know, I feel like these, it's different, right? When you're managing expectation as a parent, when you see your kid in college, when you see your kid in school, I mean, you know, I got my little ones sometimes, right? And my expectations are ridiculous sometimes. So I always have to check myself and think like, stop, let them do them. Like they'll be okay, not the end of the world. But you know, once they're in college, right? It's hard because if you've been with your student all the way through pushing them, making sure they're doing well, checking in on their grades, what classes, talking to their counselors and their teachers. And then they go to college and it's like, boom, right? There's a shift because now that student has to do it by themselves, right? Right? And sometimes, you know, the parents try to do that, like be with them. But I do think as a parent, speaking to parents out there, it's a great opportunity for your uh, for your child to just really start to pick up on their own, do those things and follow through because that's what they need. Right. I mm-hmm. feel like that learning is a great opportunity because you're going to fall. You're going to fail. Sometimes we all do. We all do. But if you're letting them do that in college they can pick themselves back up or find the support resources. That's how I feel like the learning happens. Mm, yeah. You know, I think a lot of parents, I mean, we're both parents. And and for me, I've got someone who's going to be college bound in just a couple of years. And what I find, I think, where a lot of parents struggle is that um, it's hard to turn off that instinct to automatically intervene, Right. So what I mean by that is, you know, when they're in high school, I mean, all the way through preschool, elementary school, middle school, high school, the parent legally has to be consulted for every little thing, right? Even for the student to stay after school, you've got to sign a paper. For them to go on a field trip, you've got to sign something, you know, you've got to be made aware. Well, all of a sudden, day one from college, a college staff member, the college itself, isn't allowed to share anything with the parent. So I think for some parents, that shift, that transition of being involved to not being consulted at all (laughs) is a very hard shift to manage, you know. And uh, I I know for me, I'm a very typical mom, especially a typical boy mom, where I will want to ask questions or but I find that the students who really do well are the students where even when they come into my office, the parent says nothing. And allows the child to do the entire, everything from asking what they want to asking the right clarification questions to, um, you know, just the proper social etiquette. You know, I I think it's so important for us to 
sort of practice letting go. And I say no better time to just start when they're in high school, you know, giving them the tools. Okay, I want you to go and ask your counselor some questions. Let's come up with them together. Let your student go to the counselor's office, ask those questions. Then the way you provide support is when they come back, you say, okay, so what did you in your, what did you find out from your counselor? Oh, you still don't understand something? Okay, what do you, how can you clarify that question? All right, tomorrow, do that and then come back. So giving them that practice while they're in high school, having to fend for information on their own, having to research something on their own, you know, even as simple as going somewhere on their own, you know, it can, it, it starts to build those skills and it gives the student confidence, I think. Wow, I really love what you're saying. I'm taking down some notes so when my girls go to high school, right? (laughs) But it's something that I feel like I've been innately trying to get in them as well. Um, My daughters are are still in elementary school. But, you know, my older daughter's getting a little, like, she's in sixth grade right now. So, and then during COVID, right? They had to learn how to use the computer. They had to learn how to use Zoom, right? And how many of us struggle? But the kids, I remember my 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 da- my youngest daughter, she was in first grade. And she's like, oh, dad, I just zoom here and I press here and I press that. And I press. I was like, what? Like, you did all this and you learned all this? And I was like thinking in my head, you could learn a lot more, right? Now, of course, I'm not saying we want to put them in tablets the whole time or anything like that. But what skills they do have, right? And so I've been teaching my sixth grader. And I said, you need to learn how to research, right? If you don't know something or if you want to know something, the beauty of today is that everything's out there. Also understanding how to find a credible source, right? So I'm very, very aware of where she's going, what she's doing, how she's looking for things. But thinking about key words, how do you lead to something that you really want to research on like what do you put in there to where to start right because not all of us think the same so what are cool keywords that you could put in there that might pop up information or what are good sites that you could use that you know are credible right like the library um once you're in college you know you have access to a lot of those library research journal articles so doing teaching them again you know the old old motto right teaching them how to fish and I'm a big believer of that so I'm trying to teach my daughters in in elementary school school that because I think that's just personally I think that's a good life skill so for our parents out there you know if you've been there with them through the whole time understandable understandable but I think in college it's a great time to let them let them fly right because they mm-hmm. will, they will. And mm-hmm. we see so many mm-hmm. students that like, they're like, oh, my mom did this for me or my dad did this for me. or my mom, uh, I just had somebody. And then they're like, no, I, but I got this, I'll figure it out. And they come back and we just see like that growth. And I love it. I love the growth. And I think that's, I don't know, that's why I feel like I love education sometimes and just being in the college setting because that growth for me is exponential. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, the other thing too that I, that I noticed with, with parents that I feel like I, I definitely want to put on every parent's radar as you're listening is college is an opportunity for a lot of self-discovery, a lot of growth, and we're there to support that growth. Um, and I want to remind parents that you're not alone in wanting to support that growth. M- many of the college programs, college staffers, college advisors, counselors are there because they want to support growth of people in that 
in that journey, right? So remember that you're not alone, you know, and very often if you yourself feel like you need some counseling and you need some support, it's definitely out there for parents. So I want parents to definitely feel like they can reach out for help and support as well. Oh, that's the second thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I just love what you're saying. I get really excited about all those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just the second piece is, you know, be prepared for your student to say, I want to change my major. I don't, I'm not happy doing what I thought I was going to do. I'm not happy being a, uh, being a nurse like you are. I, I'm, I'm taking anatomy and I don't like seeing a wor- working on a cadaver. I don't want to deal with human fluids. You know, be prepared for that conversation because believe it or not it happens more often than not and um, sometimes we do get those students in our offices who are afraid to tell their families I want to change course I don't want to go to Stanford or I don't want to go to UC Berkeley I want to I, I want to go to Cal State East whatever you know there, there's such so many things can change and I think it's really important that we remember that you know we're parents first and that means being caregiver and support supporter right um and that means also keeping that safe space where they feel comfortable to be able to come and say i've discovered a new part of myself and it doesn't fit what you've thought this whole time those are really good points that you're saying and and another thing that i just really want to touch on is sometimes for example i remember when i was working at a university at a private university they had a lot of architecture majors and sometimes parents um, would be upset because their student was always working and they're like oh you're doing all this school are you sure you're doing this schooling what are you doing it's not okay that you're studying till midnight or staying at the studio till midnight and and i would encourage my students sometimes that they would have these programs where parents would come in and the parent would be like similar, like doing what the student would be doing, like going to class, right? And this happened a lot for my first gen students because their parents were, were working a lot. They were sacrificing so much to make sure that their students were being, were going to school, but they started to get a little nervous, right? And I, I, I'm not understandable, right? If your child is out till midnight, what's happening? And in these studios, sometimes students would be out till two in the morning. And, mm. and so when the parents came and had the opportunity to see what their uh, children were doing, it was like just a complete shift because they saw many students there working on their projects. And then they saw these beautiful projects that they, models that they put together in architecture. And they're like, wow, that looks like really amazing. And so that's another way I feel like for stu- for parents, like if you're kind of seeing that your child's like, doing a lot of studying, always working, right? Just kind of asking them, you know, taking that interest to see what they're doing and why they're doing what they're doing because sometimes that's um, really hard for students when they have that pressure of like, hey, I have to help out more with the family. I have to help out more with the siblings. And then they're trying to do a major that requires a lot of late nights or lab hours or things like that. So I always encourage the parents to kind of hear a little bit about what their child's doing what are kind of some of these expectations right because sometimes like i was a history major so my late nights were more like on the computer at home writing a paper but some are more lab oriented so really depending on that major 
those are all great points. And I think you're right, you know, that for first-gen students, culturally, there's a huge piece to the parent expectations, right? And so that's not just the academic expectations, but socially as well, as you're pointing out, you know, like, especially for, you know, very often I'll meet with first-gen students who, you know, they can't be um, out at night, you know, they can't be on, they can't take a night class, right? Mm -hmm. They've got to have someone drive them. Um, They're not allowed to take public transportation or things like that. So um, I think that's a great opportunity. And in those cases, I do support students coming into the counseling office with their parent. So the parent can see the environment that they're in and understand that there's, you know, that this is an adjustment that they would have to make, you know, in terms of allowing um, you know, permission in terms of the social setting and that there are some ch- times, you know, if a student is a STEM student, they don't have a choice but to take a night class. They, they, they have to, you know, they've got to take a nighttime lab, you know, and so that's such a great point. That is such a great point. So what would you say is your one thing that you, like the one thing parents really got to remember when they've got that student that's j- just going out, college bound, what would you say? I would say... Trust yourself that you did a good job and let your student be successful and support them, right? If they're falling, of course, support them 110%. But let them be them. Let them do what they want to do, whatever they want to major in. Like uh, I tell my girls all the time, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to study, like just do you. And so that's something that I would love for parents to hear. Sometimes I know it's hard. So, and there's a lot of reasons where that comes from, but I would really encourage, like I've seen the other side with the students breaking down in my office because Mm -hmm. they can't tell their parents that they want to change your major. And, Mm -hmm. and I feel like you got to show this like to your parents too. You got to talk to your parents about this, how much stress and anxiety this is causing you. Right. So that would be my one thing, just to hopeful parents, just to, just to kind of, you know, listen to the listen to their student and i'm sure that many and gosh many of my students oh my gosh the parents out there are amazing so i feel like like y'all do an amazing job out there so keep doing it but give them that opportunity and listen to them as well you said there would be Mm. your one thing i love that great point um i would say my one thing is if you've got a college-bound student it's time for you to start thinking about what you're going to occupy your time with as well I love that. That's a good. Oh my gosh, I have my list. I already have my list. I've been like, can they go to college next year? No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, this is a great time for you as well. Self-discovery as well. Learn something. Take a cooking class at the local community college. Learn how to do a, a task, a skill, something. Take an art class. Take a, a ceramics class. I don't know. Whatever. Take your pick. There's so much out there. Um, so I, I, I say that to say, this can also be such a wonderful opportunity for, um, for growth for the parent too. And I, and I want student parents to real, to recognize and embrace it. Wow. What you're saying just really hit me today. And I know we're, we're about to wrap up, but that's, you might need to, <laughs> you might need to remind me of my own advice in two years. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I will, I will, because that is. That's really, you know, and it it stems, right? Because we've been parents for like 18 years, right? 
like once they're in college typically. So you're used to that. You're right. It's right, so hard right. to get back to just doing you. Yeah, I love what you're saying. All right, listeners. Well, hopefully if we got some parents here, uh, we appreciate y'all taking the time to listen. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe. We need we need help getting the word out, so we would really appreciate any support um, with that if you share this episode. Yutende, do you mind letting our listeners know where they can find us at? So listeners, we want to hear from you. If anything we've said today resonates or if you've got a question, you want to make a comment, you can find us at CC underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter. And you can also email us at CC and sensibility at gmail.com. That's CC A-N-D-S-E-N-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y at gmail.com. And until next time, keep learning.